Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. How doers get more done? Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. I, I don't have an update on his status, but I can tell you that uh, he's ran uh, really ran well yesterday and uh, progressing faster than what I thought he might. And uh, But I, I don't know whether he'll be able to play or not. And then you have an update on Tank Booker as well? He's going to practice today. You know, he's had those knees are sore. He's had problems in the past with him, but he'll be uh, full go today at practice. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go in the shell. We won't go in attack mode because that's what's required. On 103.7 The Buzz. With my tastes like too late for the One hour down, two hours to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It has been a great Trash Talk Thursday today, as we know. Uh, a lot of conversations being had today with Arkansas and taking on LSU this weekend in Baton Rouge. Six o'clock will be kickoff, so a little night game action in Death Valley. Razorback fans not exactly feeling as confident as maybe they would have been before, but then again, I don't know how many teams really feel confident going into Death Valley at night against the LSU Tigers. But still should be, uh, hopefully, for the Razorbacks' sake, an interesting game there in Baton Rouge, and we're going to talk a lot more about it, as well as get a little preview of what to expect out of the LSU Tigers as we go to the phone lines and welcome in Matt Moscona. He is the host of After Further Review on ESPN 104.5 down there in Baton Rouge and throughout all of Louisiana. And he joins us on the phone lines. Matt, appreciate it as always, man. How you doing? What up, fellas? Doing good. Glad to be with y'all. Yeah, well, it's good to have you on, too. And uh, I wish that there was, uh, I'm sure both sides wish that these two teams were 3-0 and heading into the game itself down there in Baton Rouge. But I feel like yeah, coming off of a loss against BYU, maybe a little easier than three weeks ago losing to Florida State. But just looking at LSU into this game and after three games, didn't want to lose that one, but just how's the overall season going? How do people feel about it? They still pretty confident. Just what's the overall vibe right now in Baton Rouge? Well, I think it's changed week to week, obviously. Expectations were playoff level. But going into week one, you lose to Florida State. And a lot of those defensive issues carried into week two, at least the beginning of the Grambling game, where Grambling had about 170 yards of offense in the first quarter, or through three drives, I should say. Uh, since then, John, I think defensively LSU's made a few changes, started to find itself a little bit, which we talk about. But the consistent theme through, through three games so far for this team has been the offense has been pretty awesome. So through 12 quarters, they had one bad offensive quarter against Florida State, and that's when everything unraveled against uh, the Seminoles in the fourth quarter. But aside from that, I mean, you know, you look around the league right now and you can understand why it feels wide open. It's because there are many good quarterbacks in the league this year, and I think LSU's got the best one. I mean, you all may, may disagree. Obviously, KJ's played a lot of football there as well, but it's a reason why LSU was confident coming into this year and a reason that's sort of manifesting right now is you've got a, a guy in Jaden Daniels who's made you know, 50 starts and accounted for 70% of your offense a year ago and is playing about as well as he has in his entire career right now. What is it about Jaden Daniels that makes him so good and why do you think maybe on the outside there's a perception that maybe he's not as good as or you know people aren't giving him the credit he deserves? Well, I'll, I'll take those in reverse order. I think part of it is just when some, we're all guilty of this a little bit. I think we get caught up in draft projections. And I think this is an amazing quarterback year for college football. I mean, when you have Caleb, Caleb Williams returning, there's Drake May. You can look around the country and see Michael Penix or C. 
Sam Hartman and Bo Nix playing so well at Oregon. I mean, there's there's great quarterback play all over the country. Jordan Travis at Florida State. But I think because Jaden doesn't project the next level, maybe the way some of the other guys do, that maybe we're all kind of guilty of, of not acknowledging what he does well. What he does well is, man, his there's the the tangible and the intangible. The intangible is that he's unflappable. It's it's kind of impressive in in that you just never really see him get too high or too low. And I I don't know if that's necessarily a great thing because you'd love to maybe see more emotion. Um, but it also allows him when there is a bad play for not to affect him on the next play. So there's that component. The other is he is a dynamic athlete. And if, if a defense decides they're going to bring pressure, you better get him on the ground because if you don't, he is really going to hurt you with his legs. The guy ran for 900 yards last year. Now, he's a different style of, of runner than, than KJ is. But, you know, if you sit back and play coverage, LSU's got enough receivers that are going to get open and Jaden's going to find him, and he's not going to make the mistake to get you beat. So he's just a really, really good college football player. I don't know that anybody's got him in the first-round mock draft, but, you know, the next nine games could go a long way to, to changing that. But um, he's, a, he's just a fantastic, experienced college quarterback that can beat you with his arm or his feet. Well, we mentioned the offense and uh, for the numbers and everything, they've been doing a great job on it and in running and in throwing. But uh, the defense on the other side of it, not to say it's been bad by any stretch, but uh, it ha- you could say it was bad. You could say it was bad, John. <laughs> hey, listen, we, we've seen some bad defenses in Arkansas, so we know about bad defenses. But I mean, it's been one of those teams where people see it so used to LSU always having a great defense, a bunch of athletes, and everything. Do you feel like maybe the defense is better than what it's shown, at least statistically, or is that maybe one of the weaknesses that this LSU team has? It's so that there's not even a question. Like, this is not debatable. If anybody tries to answer to the contrary, they're, they're wrong or trying to pull wool over your eyes. LSU's most glaring weakness is the secondary. And it's, and it's so weird, to your point, John, because for years, LSU's had that reputation as DBU. Like, you don't need me to run through the names. You know all the names of guys that have, that have come through this program in the secondary, and it's just been rinse and repeat. Well, they don't have that. You know, when I know John left, look, a guy like Dwight McGlother that you all know. He transferred out, Eli Ricks transferred out, and it left LSU in a bind in the secondary where in consecutive years their their secondary is basically entirely made up of transfers, so they're trying to cobble it together. What What is working for LSU right now, and it's taken them 12 quarters to kind of figure it all out, but their defensive front seven is really good. And they, they went through this experiment of making Harold Perkins an inside linebacker. That was a total mistake. I think Harold wanted to do it because he wanted to project himself as a as a middle backer at the next level, and it took one game against Florida State for him to realize that's not what you do, man. So, you know, shuffling the, the middle backers, moving Perkins back outside, getting Mason Smith back. The defensive front seven looks really good, guys. It looks like an LSU front seven. The secondary is a real, real problem, and if LSU can't bring pressure with their front seven, it leaves the secondary vulnerable. And that that is something that I don't know how you just fix that because you can't go into free agency and just find new defensive back. So I mean that's that is that is their Achilles heel. It's, it's not even a question. So you mentioned the front seven being really good. Now linebackers specifically at LSU it's always overlooked. We talk about the secondary, whether they're good or bad, but LSU you typically think about the defensive line and the secondary the linebackers are always overlooked, so give us some more insight on the linebackers specifically. Yeah. And, Joe, you know, I mean, like, they've LSU's produced good. I mean, you look at guys like Devin White and Kendall Beckwith and Duke Riley and Deion Jones, and even back to Ollie Highsmith and, you know, uh, Kelvin Shepard and Perry Robin. They had tons of NFL linebackers. It's, LSU's defenses have always been really good, man. It's just, it's a weird year. But, yeah, to your point, so they, they went through this experiment of making Harold Perkins an inside linebacker, and they were—he was terrible. He was non-existent against Florida State. I mean, like, if you watched the game, you saw it. He just got caught up in the wash with 300-pound offensive linemen the whole game, and, and didn't impact the game at all. So Greg Penn was an 80-tackle guy a season ago as a rotational player. He's—he's starting now on the inside. Omar Spates is a is a fifth-year starter that they brought in from Oregon State who was all Pac-12, and he's a really good player as well. He did not play last week, guys. He had an injury, and so his status this week is probable, 
but how effective will, will he be is a big question. And then if you're looking for a new name that, that you're not going to be familiar with, but it's worth keeping an eye on it, it's Whit Weeks. He's going to wear number 40. And he's a true freshman, but, man, they love this kid. And they, they could have put some veteran guys out there last week with Omar Spates out, and instead they played the true freshman, and he led the team in tackles. So on the road, third game of his college career at Mississippi State. So they've, they've got some new faces there, but they got a lot of talent there uh, as well. Like I said, guys, the front seven at LSU is fine. It's, it, it really is on Saturday, you know, it's, is KJ going to be able to sit back there with those receivers and pick apart the LSU secondary? If they can move the ball through the air, they can make it a game. What was the idea behind moving Harold Perkins around? Was it just that this guy has a lot of speed, a lot of talent, you want to make him a more versatile player and kind of move him around so you can keep the offense guessing? What was what, what was uh, the reasoning behind it? I, I, and I don't think Brian Kelly will, will say this, but Harold wanted to do it because I think – I'm sure you guys have had examples there of this, but I'll give you an example of of Devin White, for example. So when Devin White came to LSU, you know he was a guy that was a super versatile player in high school. Like he he played all over the field, running back, linebacker, played edge. Well, he wasn't ready to be an inside backer. So you, when you sometimes have these really athletic guys that are freshmen, while they learn the linebacker position, you say, okay, just go on third down and go rush the passer. And that's basically what Perkins did. Remember, he didn't really even emerge last year to the middle of last season. And in his mind, I think he wanted to be Devin White. He wanted to be a guy that could be a three-down inside linebacker. But that's just not him. And, I, and, and honestly, the somewhat frustrating part of it, guys, is LSU invested so much equity in this offseason working with, with him at, back, at inside backer at, in the spring through all of fall camp. That's where he lined up. And then in one game, you realize, yeah, this this ain't it. And so they moved him back out. But I think for Harold, he needed to see it. And the coaches were willing to, to give him that chance. But it's just so clear, man. I, I don't know if y'all have noticed, but there are guys that make a lot of money in the NFL rushing passer. <laughs> and, uh, and I think Harold Perkins is probably going to be one of those guys in another year. Speed with Matt Moscona of ESPN 104.5 Baton Rouge, host of After Further Review here on Out of Bounds. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Perkins. Is, is there? Is he feeling okay? Like, can, is he maybe coming down with something or anything like that? Because Arkansas's offensive line was has not been great, and people still have nightmares of what Harold Perkins was able to do last year. So I think Razorback fans are hoping that maybe maybe he's just not himself. Maybe he's not himself this game. Uh, I, look, if uh, if Arkansas had drawn LSU week one, and Perkins was playing that off ball linebacker spot, you might have gotten your wish. But. Uh, I think he settled back in in that same role, that, that role where he was a year ago. And I mean, you, of course, you all you saw it when he was. I mean, that was by far his, his best game. I mean, in, in a game where KJ didn't play and Malik Hornsby got the start and Arkansas was having trouble moving the ball, Harold Perkins just made sure that that it, it, you know, that, that plane never got off the ground. He, um, no, I mean, I, I, John, I know you're joking, man, but he's a, he's a special cat, man. Yeah. I mean, they, they don't come around too often. They're three to the five star and and all that sort of stuff. But he'll. He'll be he'll be coming off the edge on Saturday, and you know, I think one of the really interesting things that Kendall Bryles in this game a year ago did in trying to move Perkins away was the way he flexed formations. He forced Perkins out of the box and into coverage, and I'll I'll be curious to see if Dan Enos doesn't do some of the some of the same on Saturday. Well, and the fact that you brought it up, it, it's been interesting. I know that you have different teams, different situations, different games, but it is fascinating that the, this game between Arkansas and LSU the past three years, the winners won by three points every single time. LSU's won two of those, and ironically enough, it was the two in Fayetteville, and then Arkansas won the one in Baton Rouge, and I know uh, Ed Orgeron was basically lame deck coach. But my, my question is, is I think the line here at Bet Saracen that we use here in Arkansas has LSU opened up at 18.5. I think they're at 17.5 right now. Do you see this maybe being a lower-scoring game, more of a defensive battle, maybe what we've seen in previous years, or do you think that that line's about right and LSU's going to go out there and dominate Arkansas? I I don't know that I think I see it being a defensive battle, but I think 18 in this game is way too many. I just, I mean, I don't have the series history in front of me, but, man, there aren't too many times that these, these two teams have played where you've seen games finish with a, a three-score margin. Um and John, I mean, you and I have talked about this on, on my show and on your show so many times over the years, but the you know, the emotion of the game is always an interesting dynamic that, that changes this year, right? It's you know, For years and years, 
LSU fans resented the Friday after Thanksgiving thing and begged to get it moved. The league, the, the league complies and moves it, then moves it to the week after Bama. So you're always going to catch LSU on a come down after after a big after you know a, an emotional high against Bama. Um, there's there, that excuse doesn't exist now. I mean, it's it's September. You're healthy. You're fresh. It's it's a relatively benign, just a, another SEC game, right? So. Um, I'm I'm curious to see how that how that may impact or play out what type of you know effort. But I mean LSU should be sky high for this one. But I, I fall in the category, guys, of LSU is always going to get Arkansas's best shot. And I I've just seen this too many times. <laughs> I've seen this too many times not go the way oddsmakers think it's going to. So I would be I, I'll put it to you this way. I think LSU wins the game, but I would be very surprised if it's if it's a three score margin at the end. So we know how good Harold Perkins is as a pass rusher, and in a game against Arkansas last year, not only was he a pass rusher, but he was uh, a spy on Malik Hornsby. Now for Arkansas, the fans would like to see KJ get more involved with the running game, especially with Rocket not being able to go. Do you expect to see something similar from Harold Perkins being kind of a spy on KJ? Even though third down, he's coming after him, but in, on other downs, maybe kind of hold back a bit and spy him a little bit and just kind of watch where he goes. Maybe, but, you know, I think, and the reason I hesitate is they try to do that with, I guess, Jordan Travis in week one against Florida State when Perkins was playing off ball. And he was basically just parked in the middle of the defense with his eyes trained on Jordan Travis. Travis took off, Perkins' job was to go get him. And that's when he got caught in the wash so many times with those big offensive linemen coming downhill at him, and it just didn't neutralize him. So, you know, I think Harold's best role is going to be bending the edge and forcing a decision from from the quarterback. So uh, that's what I'm expecting to see. For me, like we mentioned a bit ago, I think the, the more interesting thing is going to be how does Danny Enos counter that? You know that guy's coming, so you got to know where he is and where he's coming from. Well, does that mean... You run more draws. Does KJ take off and, and, and run to avoid that pressure? Um, is it short passing game? I mean, that's that's the cat and mouse game that's that's interesting. That's that's forced when you have a guy like Perkins come off the edge because, like you, you said, Joe. I mean, Harold Perkins changed the game last year. He just it that's just the I mean, it's just a fact. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't on the field, you, you may very well have a, a different final result in that game. Even though he's coming off the edge, does he stay on one side for the most part, or does he move from left to right? Yeah, he'll move. You'll see him mostly on on the right side, but he will move, um, and and you'll see different looks as well. I don't want to go like too inside baseball here, but something they did last week was uh, one of their. It's kind of funny we're talking about Perkins being an, an athletic freshman coming off the edge. That guy this year is Deshaun Womack, who was a five star, and guys, he's probably not big enough yet to play that big end spot where he can help and run support. Um, we're, you know, we're saving on Jones is playing for LSU, but he's a guy that's super athletic and Brian Kelly said we're going to get him on the field. So you'll see these defensive fronts where it's Braden Swinson, who's an athletic edge from Oregon, Harold Perkins, Deshaun Womack, where they just go all speed on the line of scrimmage. And they, they, it was effective last week against Mississippi State. I mean, they made Will Rogers say not so much fun, but I, I'd also say it's a very, very different challenge because Bill Rogers isn't a running threat. Certainly not the way that KJ, when he gets rolling downhill at 250 pounds, can be. So um, you'll probably see some of that, but it's a, it's just a very different challenge from from a week ago. Well, Matt, everybody, or I shouldn't say everybody, most people, Razorback fans, are not very happy right now. They they don't feel good uh, coming off that loss to BYU where they beat themselves most of the time. It's not, not a great feeling overall, but i got to ask you, because I know the perspective here in Arkansas, but what would be the reaction down there in Baton Rouge if Arkansas went in there and beat LSU? Like, what would the what would the fan base deal like? What would be the the end result like? Just how would that impact everybody's feeling about not only the season but about Brian Kelly and everything if Arkansas went down there and won? It would be a melt. <laughs> um, I you, look, you can't lose at home as an eighteen point favorite, and I, I know not everyone considers the point spread, but you know. So so much of the reaction to an individual game result depends on what it means in the macro. And when the macro for this season coming in was 
LSU should be a, a playoff caliber team with a veteran quarterback returning and so much talent and building off a year where you won 10 games and beat Bama and won the West and all that stuff. The expectation was take the next step. Well, if you lose two games before October, brother, your season's over. Like, their playoff aspirations are gone before you even get to October. And I, I think that would cause a lot of people to sit back and, and reassess what they, they really think the, the ceiling might be for this program under Brian Kelly. I'm not saying that's fair. I'm not saying that's how I feel, but I'm telling you that will be the conversation next next week in Baton Rouge if LSU loses Saturday. Well, Matt, we just got about a minute. Uh, real quick, I'm curious for any Razorback fans that are going to be traveling down to Baton Rouge for the first time. I'm sure they're going to have a, a lot of their work cut out for them, but what's kind of the thing, especially around game day, that you think that Razorback fans need to check out and see down there in Baton Rouge, and uh, to, whether it's restaurants or just uh, atmosphere or events, just what's the thing to do down there in Baton Rouge? Well, it might be tough to get a table now, but I always tell people, catch, catch Rafinos on a Friday night of an LSU home game, and it's it's a it, whether you're an LSU fan, right? It doesn't matter. It's a it's just a a, a great atmosphere. Of course, Ruff and Rodriguez played at LSU, who, who tragically passed a few years ago. It's it's his namesake, but it's the tradition lives on, and, and it's a great spot. I Man, if you're just popping in on game day, my best recommendation is get here early and just walk around and and go go be friendly and meet people because man, LSU fans love the tailgate and they'll they'll feed anybody and, and give you a cold beer. So just just walk around and, and take it all in. And hopefully, guys, I think the weather's supposed to be really nice tomorrow, too. Got, I hate to say it's, like, it's not really a cool snap, but the, the overnight temps have been upper 60s and the, the daytime highs have been upper 80s, low 90s. So it's been a bit of a of a break from the triple-digit temps. So it should be a great day on campus tomorrow Razor or on, on Saturday. Yeah, Razorback fans are probably going to need plenty of shots to go along with it, too, for that game and what's going to be uh, going on. So I'm sure they'll appreciate it. But that's Matt Moscona, host of After Further Review on 104.5 ESPN down there in Baton Rouge. Matt, as always, appreciate it, man. Enjoy the weekend. We'll catch up with you later down the road. Okay, guys. See you. Appreciate it. Again, that was Matt Moscona joining us. Always good to catch up with him. we got more Out of Bounds coming up next. Stay up to date with the latest Razorback news with the Red White Report every weekday with Justin and Wes on The Zone. Brought to you by Big Old Tires with locations in Cabot and Conway. Center. Yesterday, Coach Sam Pittman talked on the SEC teleconference about facing LSU this weekend. Well, I think they're good at every aspect that you can be good at. It starts, obviously, with Daniels. I mean, he's incredible, playing incredible. Uh, but they're fantastic at, at wide receiver, uh, O-line, tight end. Kickoff for the game will be at 6 on Saturday. In the NFL, Thursday Night Football will feature the Giants taking on the 49ers. Kickoff for that game is set for 7-15. And the Arkansas Travelers are playing postseason baseball at Dickey Stevens Park tonight. They're up 1-0 on the Springfield Cardinals. If they win tonight, they'll advance to the Texas League Championship, which will start on Sunday. First pitch for tonight is set for 6:35. Coverage can be heard on 106.7 Buzz 2. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. We're back here with Wild Bill and Motorsports Authority. Lots of folks talking football, but we are talking great deals, Wild Bill. All of our customers are a winner right here at Motorsports Authority, folks. We're passing out the lowest prices possible for any vehicle that we got. We're passing out top dollars for the trades. We'll trade for just about anything as long as you don't have to feed it. And I'll tell you what, folks, we're having a great time right here at Motorsports Authority. In Russellville on East Main and Hot Springs on Central or online at msastore.com. Get here to Motorsports Authority. Go Hogs! This is Pat Bradley for River City Flooring, where you can pick your payment. Get 0% interest for 12, 24, or 36 months, and River City Flooring in Marmel is where you'll save 50% on all in-stock waterproof LVP flooring. And did you know River City Flooring carries cabinets? So stop in and let my friends at River City Flooring help you with your remodel. Kitchen, bath, living, dining, they do it all. Check out River City Flooring in Maumel at their huge new showroom on Maumel Boulevard just off 430. Greenway is your local source for John Deere equipment and implements. Now we've made finding the perfect piece of equipment even easier. Shop our tractor packages online at GoGreenway.com. Till deeper with our down-to-earth package. Or save big with our Green Saver package. Need something with a little more muscle? Kick it up a notch with Greenway's Get In Gear package. We're here to support the DIYer in you. No matter what project comes your way, Greenway has you covered. 
In a world of inflated car payments and sky-high interest, Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock is taking their inventory to the nines. Call 501-945-4444. Get Sierra 1500 with the 5.3 V8 engine at just 0.9%. Plus, Guadney will double down with an additional $3,250 off when trading in a 2009 or newer vehicle. Guadney Buick GMC hasn't left out SUVs. Get 2023 GMC Terrain at just 1.9%. Or 2024 Buick Encore GX at just 2.9%. And if you haven't noticed, the holidays are coming. So why not get all the way to 2024 with no payments for the rest of the year? Watney, Buick, GMC, 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. Watney, Buick, GMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Watney for Buick, Watney for GMC, Watney for life. Pat Bradley for Brewski's, the best place to catch all NFL action in the number one sports bar four years in a row. We got plenty of TVs and the legendary Brewski-tron. There isn't a bad seat in the house. Monday night football doubleheader, Saints vs. Panthers, Browns vs. Steelers. And Thursday night football, Giants take on the 49ers. NFL Sunday kicks off at noon with gridiron brunch and Sunday Funday drink specials starting at 11 a.m. Next Monday's doubleheader Monday night football, Philly, Tampa, L.A. and Cincy. Check us out online, brewskiespubandgrub.com. Brewski's. You home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Y'all better put him in the Heisman. You better put him up there. I'm tired of him being number three or number four. We got that wood right here, baby. Somebody better look at this guy. the best football player in the country, and his name's not being mentioned. Lou Holtz, Mark May. Number five, you better look at him a little closer. He's a football player. On 1037 The Buzz. It's a great time to get to Twin Peaks for happy hour, 2 to 7. Later happy hour, 10 to close. Enjoy all the food and drink specials that go along with it. Get a lunch combo starting as low as $7.99. If you want to take some food to go, you can order online, curbside, or to go. Courtesy of Postmates, DoorDash, and Uber Eats. Great drink specials during happy hour. Apps for two, four, and six dollars. Tonight it's Thursday night football. Giants and 49ers. Twin Peaks will be the place to get by to watch. And you can watch all the sports action at Twin Peaks. They have wall-to-wall TVs to see all the sports action. Plenty of seating inside and out. College football, NFL, MLB, combat sports, boxing, MMA, whatever it is, Twin Peaks is the place to watch. Out of Bounds is going to be at Twin Peaks tomorrow from 1 to 4. Come by and say hi. We're going to do some giveaways and tell you about everything going on at Twin Peaks going into the weekend. And they do have daily and weekly specials. So take advantage of those not only today, but come by tomorrow and all throughout the weekend. It's Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. It's Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. And we know that uh, Arkansas and LSU has been the topic of conversation, but... We know that next week, Arkansas will be taking on Texas A&M as part of the Southwest Classic. And we are going to be qualifying one person each and every day here on Out of Bounds for our Southwest Classic package, thanks to Little Rock Tours, where you have two tickets to the game, a hotel room for two nights, round-trip transportation, and also kicking in $103.70 to the winner. So to get qualified for this, it's a very big deal. So here's the deal. If you want to have a chance to qualify you got to answer a trivia question because we're going to do it in different ways as far as that goes. So if you want to get in on it, just uh, call in right now, 501-661-1037, and we're going to ask a trivia question for you. And if you get it right, you're going to be qualified for this great event. I, I think it's exciting no matter what. Well, listen, if you're a Razorback fan and, and if Arkansas loses to uh, LSU, which I think most people are going to predict that, who's to say that you, know, you don't uh, have a good time down in Arlington regardless? It's an awesome place to be. It's an awesome place to hang out, and it's uh, if you haven't been down there for that game, it's only going to happen this year, next year, and it's over with. So this may be one of your last opportunities to get in on it, too. So, again, call right now if you want a chance to win, or at least, excuse me, a chance to qualify to win the uh, Southwest Classic package down there to Dallas. I want to make sure we do that because I don't want people thinking, oh, well, if you get it right, you win. Nope, just to qualify. Just to qualify if that's the case. So, uh, all right, so we got already people uh, jumping in on it. So let's try uh, Matt in Russellville and give him a first crack at it. All right, Matt, you want to have a chance to qualify for the Southwest Classic giveaway? Yes, sir. 
All right, so here's your trivia question, all right? There have only been, in the SEC era of Arkansas, so since 1992, where two starting quarterbacks have won multiple games against LSU. So the same starting quarterback has won more than one game against LSU since 1992. There's only two Razorback quarterbacks that have done that. Can you name those two quarterbacks? Mm. Let's go. Matt, I need an answer from you. Matt, Matt Jones. Matt Jones, surprisingly, is not one of them. Sorry about that, Matt. Yeah, Matt Jones is not one of them. Because, uh, uh, again, because we're talking about starting quarterbacks, he had success. He won a few games, but uh, he was not the starting quarterback in at least one of those games. So, uh, good guess, though. Let's try uh, Lance and Benton. Lance, you got an answer for us? Uh, I want to say Ryan Mallett and... Tyler Wilson? Nope, nope. Sorry, Lance. No, neither one of those guys either won uh, twice against LSU. Tyler Wilson uh, never beat LSU, and Mallet only beat him one time there in 2010. So let's try. Well, I was going to try Peyton and Benton, but I guess Peyton uh, uh, decided not uh, against it. But yeah, so basically, again, SEC era, two quarterbacks that started the game against LSU have won twice. All right? Or multiple times, I should say. Which is tough to do because, you know, a lot of times you don't have quarterbacks that stay around or start more than one or two seasons. But Arkansas's actually had two in that era. We've had a few of them mentioned already that uh, were not the case. So let's try Charlie and Cabot. Charlie, do you got an answer for us? Casey Dick. Casey Dick is not one of those. It's, uh. a, good, it's a good guess, Charlie. Now, because here's what's the crazy thing about it because I thought it was going to be Casey Dick for one of them. But in 2008, as Arkansas won in 2007, Casey Dick started. But in 2008, Nathan Dick actually started the game, even though Casey Dick had the Miracle on Markham game uh, to win it. Hey, well, I guess we'll give Savage and Cabot a try here. What's up, Savage? You got an answer for us? We got Clint Sterner and Austin Allen. Clint Sterner and Austin Allen? No, they are not the, the starting ones there either. Man, this is uh, appreciate the call, there, Savage. This is a wild one too, uh, and a tough one. I th- I think it's at least a tough one. Uh, maybe people will be able to, to get a little bit easier. But uh, Clint Sterner actually only beat LSU one time in 1998. So, yeah, we have yet to hear any of the quarterbacks that are actually uh, right uh, for the two that have won multiple games against LSU as a starting quarterback. So now that you've heard a few of them get guessed, you can probably start to put some things together on who it's actually uh, going to be. If you do logical deduction... Yeah, you can probably figure that out, too. But, again, since 1992, which Arkansas and LSU have played each other a lot, uh, mainly back in the 20s and the 30s. And what was crazy is the last time that they played before the SEC era was in 1966. Actually, I believe that was in the Sugar Bowl where LSU won 14-7, to and then they didn't play again until 1992. But, uh, yeah, so they have a long history, but really just since joining the SEC, that's when it all has taken place. And I just get sad because every time I see these dates of these games – all of them in November. November, all down the stretch. Some of them mid-November, some of them late November regardless. But let's try Nick in North Little Rock and give him a guess. Nick, you got an answer for us. How about Barry Lunny and Clint Sterner? Nope, nope, but yeah, I'll give you this. You got one of them right, Nick. You got one of them right. Uh, I'll give you credit on that one, too. Because uh, it, uh, I won't tell you which one, which, of course, again, you could probably figure it out, but uh, yeah, now we're now we're starting to get down to it where you have one. In fact, I'll I'll go ahead and give it to you so that way we can uh, give some hints out there. Barry Lunny is indeed one of them. Barry Lunny is indeed one of them. Arkansas won against LSU in 1992 and 1993 when he started those two games and had really good success against LSU as soon as they entered into the conference. All right, let's try Matt and Russellville. Matt, do you have an answer for us? Barry Lunny and. Um not Austin, uh, his brother. What's, uh, what's his brother's name? Crap, Brandon. Brandon. Allen. It is Brandon Allen, indeed, Matt, in Russellville. You mentioned Barry Lunny. He did win those two games. Brandon Allen in 2014 and in 2015, the year that Arkansas shut out LSU, 17 nothing in favor, was like their first SEC win in 17 tries. 
He was the starting quarterback there, and then down there in Baton Rouge, where it was a night game, Arkansas took care of business. He was also the starting quarterback. So that is the right answer. So congratulations, Matt, in Russellville. Uh, you are qualified officially for the Southwest Classic package down to Dallas. And uh, we'll get your details and uh, all your information. We'll put you on hold. But congratulations, man. Thanks. All right, appreciate it. Yeah, that was. I thought that was a pretty interesting question for you know, multiple reasons. But uh, overall, I was a little surprised to see that some of the quarterbacks that I thought uh, coming off of it were uh, that started for Arkansas that had a lot of success would have beaten LSU more than once because Matt Jones uh, was one that I thought for sure that was the case. But in 2000, Robbie Hampton actually played that game when Arkansas won, and then the miracle on Markham was the other one. But then Arkansas lost to LSU in 01, 03, and 04, dealing with that. And I also thought that maybe it was Clint Sterner. Because Clint Sterner, when those years when LSU really wasn't that great, especially, uh, they had, I thought, maybe some success uh, in some other regards, or maybe they found a way to win a few of those games. But in reality, uh, they lost in 94, 95, 96, and 97. But they did win in 98, but lost in 99, 35-10. So... I uh, appreciate everybody playing along there. As uh, it was, We're going to have other ways to do it, too. So if you didn't get qualified today, don't worry. We'll have some more ways to get qualified from there, too. Uh, is Charlie here in Alaska? Does he want to come on the air, I assume? Or is he a part of the, the trivia giveaway that uh, he's wanting to do? We'll try it out. Charlie, what's up, man? You calling in from Alaska? Hey, uh, well, no, uh, John, I'm... Uh... I lived in Alaska for forty oh. years, but yeah, but Charlie. I'm living here. You got me. Yeah, yeah, we got you, man. I just remember you now, so yeah, I appreciate you calling back in. Well, I, I'm living here now between Conway and Mayflower, and anyway, I I just wanted to really, really what I said the last time when I called you. I I this is one of my favorite shows because no matter what's going on. Every time you start the show, you say it's a beautiful day in Arkansas, and I just think that's that is just so great. Uh, uh, you know, most of the other shows don't say that, but what a wonderful thing just to be alive and to be in a wonderful place like this. And uh, it is a wonderful thing to be alive in a, in Arkansas. So I just uh, want to compliment you for the way you start your show. Well, I appreciate that, Charlie. Yeah, just it's a I got a positive outlook, uh, outlook, and just love living here in the state of Arkansas, like we all do. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Yes, and uh, uh, I spent a lot of my life in Alaska, but I will say that I don't think I I didn't come here. Uh, I came here and married a woman, but it it was a disaster. But in the end. Uh, I have to say that the people here in Arkansas are very similar to the people in Alaska. And uh, everywhere I go, people are polite and nice and kind and open and sharing and every kind of a thing. I I don't know of anywhere else I ever went in my life, and I've traveled around the world, where uh, people were as good and open as the people are here in Arkansas. Well, it's a, that's why we love living here, and it's why it's one of the, the best places to be, Charlie, because it is, it is an absolutely awesome place and uh, wouldn't be anywhere else. By the way, real quick, Charlie, I know we're up against commercial break. You mind if I put you on hold? Because uh, I want to send you something uh, for uh, listening into the show and, and then being a part of it. So if I put you on hold, are you cool with me uh, getting your information so I can send you something? Yes, that's fine, because there's something else I really want to tell you. Thank you. Okay, yeah, we'll put you on hold, Charlie, and uh, we'll get back to you. Appreciate you calling in. It's always good to hear from you, man. I love the positive outlook. But we have a lot more Out of Bounds coming up next as uh, we'll get into your Razor Hog update and get to more of your phone calls and text messages, so you better stay with us.
Chevrolet in Jacksonville is going beyond the competition to change your current vehicle situation with Guatney's exclusive loan and lease termination program. I need your current payment, your keys, and your signature. Call 501-982-2102 and say hasta la vista to your current ride and payment with the help of Guatney's loan and lease termination program. Regardless of your current financial situation, I swear I will approve everyone. Rates as low as 0% on new Chevrolets. Trade now and terminate your payments until 2024. Get to Guatney now. The loan and lease termination program is this month only at Guatney Chevrolet. 1301 TPY Drive in Jacksonville. Call 501-982-2102. Guatneychevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. All voices are impersonators, but Guatney's the real thing. Shop Guatney Chevrolet once and you'll be back. Allow us to introduce ourselves. We are Big O Tires. However, we might as well go by Big O Tires, alignments, batteries, brakes, oil changes, suspensions, and free visual inspection upon arrival. Because we do all that and more. But that name seems a little long and it won't fit on our sign. Now at Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot, take $100 off select sets of tires. That's right. Save $100 right now off select sets of tires and get tires, service, and straight talk at Big O Tires. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, I know interest rates are high right now. That's what everybody's talking about. But if you're thinking about a project, whether it be a commercial project or you want to build a house, now's the time to come talk to you about what those future plans may look like. You know, RJ, no matter what the business environment may be, we're always there to sit down with our customers and talk about their future plans and what's going on with their businesses. And that's one thing about Southern Bank is they're a community bank. They want to be your partner. Partnering with our customers is a key to how we do business. And Chris, you know, we talk about those interest rates being high, but the one good news out of that is deposit rates. We have some great CD and checking account rates. Just give us a call and see what one of our personal bankers can do for you. If you want more information about interest rates or those deposit rates that we just talked about, call Chris and his team today at 501-424-0900 or go on online at bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Twin Peaks is the best in the game. Here, your favorite drafts are poured at a frosty 29 degrees, and rare barrel-aged whiskeys are served just the way you want them. It's bigger game days and bolder fight nights. I mean, where else can you find a scratch kitchen that always comes in clutch? Every day, from lunch to late night. Only at Twin Peaks, the number one sports bar. Get wings the way you want them. Try Twin Peak wings bone-in breaded, naked, smoked and grilled, or boneless in your favorite saucer rub. Trey Schapp and Chris Shinnup with Arkansas Urology. Chris, it's the 19th annual kickoff to men's health event, this time coming to North Little Rock. Yeah, Trey, we've had a great month, and we're excited to get to our clinic in North Little Rock, 4200 Stockton Drive, on Thursday, September 28th. Gentlemen, 40 and over, it's time for them to get screened, is it not? That's right. And like our CEO, Scott Davis, says you come in for a free screen and you might win a 65-inch flat screen TV. 501-263-0926 for more information. Sponsored by Baptist Health. Things you'd rather do than deal with your current HR and payroll provider. Stub your toes. On purpose. Or sitting through a four-hour seminar on funny dad jokes. Okay, okay, you guys hear me out. You know how celebrities stay cool? (laughs) They have a lot of fans. If you and your company are unhappy with the level of service you're getting from your current HR or payroll provider, make the switch to a company who cares. The Payroll Company. Our service is top-notch and worth switching for. Less headaches, more than payroll. Visit morethanpayroll.com. Same great deals, all new location for Hogs Meat Market in North Little Rock at 3901 JFK Boulevard. Call them today at 501-758-7700 for all their specials at Hogs Meat Market. The Steak People. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. We might run into some chop. Chop? We could handle chop, right? I mean, it's a 170-foot yacht. No, no, no. We're not going anywhere unless he says it's safe. All right? Don't safe. worry about the chop. You don't know about chop. Oh, really? And you do? Chop your credit card in half. How about that? On 103.7 The Buzz. Couple 
beautiful girls tell me goodbye. Trucks break down, dogs run off, politicians lie, been fired by the boss. It takes one hand to count the things I can count on. No, there ain't much man that ain't ever let me down. Out of bounds here on a Trash Talk Thursday. Appreciate everybody listening in this afternoon. Going to have Michael Braden of That SEC Podcast joining us on the other side of the break. So we'll get his thoughts and opinions on uh, some of the news in the SEC, but probably Arkansas-LSU, but also some other great games like Alabama and Ole Miss. And uh, that's a pretty fascinating one for all the, the best of reasons, too. So we'll get his take on that and uh, some of the other news and headlines that's happening here within the conference. But... As uh, we got kind of pushed around, had to move some things around, which is totally fine. That's what we do here. But there's still a lot of other things going on in the world of sports. So let's talk about what's trending. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? Uh, some pretty significant news in the NFL, especially when it comes to starting quarterbacks, but it looks like the Carolina Panthers will not be having Bryce Young play Sunday's game against the Seattle Seahawks after he missed his second straight practice with an ankle injury and veteran Andy Dalton to the rescue. will be coming in and helping him out. It's, I'm not saying he's lucky, but I, I feel like Andy Dalton always has every single year a chance to, to be a starter because the guy in front of him gets hurt at some point in time. It has happened for the last few years. It's happened with the Saints. It's happening now with the Panthers. It happened with the Bears before. So Was, was it the Cowboys, too? Didn't it happen Cowboys? with the Cowboys? Yeah. yeah. There's something crazy about it. But hey, good for him. Or he says, quote, for me, obviously, absolutely, about enjoying being back in the spotlight. He's like, it's always nice because I have a certain way of operating in my career. When you go from starting to the back to being the backup, that is one of the things you miss. But when you get a chance to take ownership of what you're doing and to know how you want to look at it and how you want to feel and how you want it executed, that is what makes football a lot of fun. So uh, some big news there for uh, you Panthers fans, but also uh, for Andy Dalton and the Carolina Panthers themselves. Uh, And some other news, too. Speaking of injuries, Adam Schefter just uh, reported this, where Cowboys cornerback Trevin Diggs, I'm going to sneeze on it, uh, is being evaluated after hurting his leg at uh, today's practice. He was seen on crutches after practice, and Dak Prescott said, quote, some of you saw him leaving the field, so prayers to him. It's just as simple as that. So that's definitely something to monitor with Diggs and his injury there after being helped off the field and now on crutches, at least being seen in practice. If he's on crutches today, that doesn't sound like he's playing Sunday. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, would, uh, I would also make that assumption too. But, uh, yeah, injuries, unfortunately, are just a, a part of the whole deal. But in some uh, other news, with uh, what happened yesterday, talking about Cam Akers and possibility of him getting traded. Uh, he did find a home because the Rams officially has traded Cam Akers over to the Minnesota Vikings, pending a physical, which includes a swap of 2026 draft picks with the Vikings, and they also get a conditional seventh-round pick, and the Rams getting a conditional sixth-round pick. Gave him away. Yeah. Just so that, here that you go. mutual on both sides. He wanted out. They wanted out. Yeah. Just here you go. Go do what you need to do and go with the Vikings and... Uh, he's got a new place to, to hang out and uh, try to get some reps and try to be a part of that Minnesota Vikings team, which actually is a good team, even though they're 0-2. Like, they are a good team that's got a good offense going. For they them. have struggled running the ball, though, and um, so Dalvin Cook is no longer there, and Alexander Madison was expected to be the guy. Now they say that they still have confidence in Madison, but they just want to add to what they're doing overall. So, also, the thing with – I didn't realize that this was even a topic, but maybe it wasn't it was just made to be one – uh, we know about the uh, the injury to Nick Chubb and how it resulted in season-ending injury for him uh, with the Cleveland Browns. But uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, who was there on the hit, emphasized that there was no ill will behind the play, said there was not intentional. He says, quote, I am a guy that is a competitor that's going to go out there and play the game. I'm chippy. I'm edgy, of course, but I'm not a dirty player. I'm not going to sit here and defend my character. I know the type of player I am. Chubb knows the type of player I am. I played against him for five years, two times a year, and I love competing against him. He brings the best out of me, and I bring the best out of him. No chance I would ever try and purposely injure someone. Uh, always, it's an unfortunate event. But th- that's what he had to say. But I didn't think that there was any 
like talk about it being a cheap hit. Yeah, there anything. there was some talk about it. He he was asked, so that's why you know he's just answering the question there. But immediately, uh, Vegas Dave, who's somebody who's dealt with a knee injury, right away he he said he thought it was dirty. And you know, looking at the play, there's no intent there. But we know that over the past few years and trying to keep players safe, there's been quite a bit of talk from players around the league, maybe implementing a rule or players just being aware of staying away from other players' knees or lower legs. They haven't made it a rule, but that's something that they've discussed. Well, if uh, that type of injury, we'll probably get the discussion moving a lot further if they end up making a change to that rule. Uh, But also, with the whole deal with the Chicago Bears, and uh, Justin Fields talking about maybe the coachings, making them robotic and whatnot. Well, Chicago Bears general manager Ryan Poles called an impromptu news conference today to address the fallout in the litany of events at Hallis Hall. And he began when talking about Justin Fields expressing the, his frustrations and everything. And then, of course, the deal with Alan Williams, the defensive coordinator, and the resignation. But he made sure that everyone knows that, hey, quote, no one in our entire building, none of our coaches sees Fields as a finger pointer at all. First and foremost, it's straight on. We have adversity right now. Slow start, 0-2, not where you want to be. We've dealt with our life issues. We've dealt with injuries, and that's all real, and that's what part of what we do and what we got to deal with. But to make it really, really clear, I know the outside noise, but no one in our building is panicking. No one is flinching at this situation. Not our owner, not our president, not our head coach, not myself, none of our players. Everyone is focusing on solving the issues, and we have so that we can be a better football team. Matt Eberflus, head coach, he is a defensive guy, has a defensive background. With Allen Williams no longer being there, last week he had to call a defense. He's going to have to call a defense again this week for the game. It'll be interesting to see if they make changes within that defensive staff and give those play-calling duties to somebody else so that he can focus on being the head coach. Well, I know that as as an owner and somebody who's having to come out and say that nobody's panicking and everything, that may be all well and good, but you can't say that things are – looking good right now and that there's not some serious trouble on the horizon with uh justin field say what you want whether he, you agree with him or whether you think it's right for him to say it him saying it still sparks a lot of people like oh he's pointing fingers he's saying this is a problem it's just not something you want to have in week two of your season especially when uh you're in a you know trying to figure out a way to get better as a franchise and having some off the field issues that have been distractions it's not what you want yeah, there's a lot going on in Chicago right now. Yeah, well, either way, that's our What's Trending in the World of Sports. And we got to take a top-of-the-hour update, but when we come back, we'll have a third hour of Out of Bounds. You still get to your Razor Hog update presented by True Service. Have some audio from Sam Pittman as well as Brian Kelly in the SEC Teleconference. And Michael Brett of that SEC podcast will be actually be joining us as well. You won't want to miss it, so you better stay tuned here on Out of Bounds. Rick Pennington of Lions Drug. We have great news. Generic Cialis is now available at a huge savings. We have Tadalafil, the FDA-approved generic of Cialis, in a 20-milligram tablet at a savings of up to 80%. We have the 5-milligram daily tablets for less than $3 a pill. Lions Drug continues to be your go-to pharmacy for men's health. What are you waiting for? Call us today at 844-676-2247. 